Hey, hey, besties. Welcome back to the Indie Rage podcast. It's episode number seven. It's been... Oh, my God. I can't remember how many days since our last one, but we are here. Um, big announcement from me. I've decided this week that my name is going to change to Ray. So, please respect that. And oh, my go. God. We didn't even get a drum roll. No, oh, right. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Okay, you, you missed that okay, bit. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Right. Big um, announcement. Just, just, yeah, big announcement. Um, today... Uh, my co-host, uh, Edward, is no longer going to be referred to as Edward, and they're going to be, drumroll please, referred to as... Ray! Yeah, that was, that was, that was a sick drumroll, honestly, that was amazing. God, and they, you know, they say that the production has fallen on this show, it hasn't. Um, the production has not changed, we are still doing the same thing every week. But anyway, uh, we've got... We are still a mess. Yeah, we've got a, a, a lot of shit to talk about, honestly, this week. Starting with, number one, m- one, of my, one of my topics that I've desperately wanted to talk about for a very, very long time, because I have a lot of thoughts on it. Um, don't know if you know this. Literally two pages. More specifically, I'm an aspiring sports journalist. So my two topics, my two passions in life, being gay and liking sport, combining together for this one section, where we're talking about trans women in sport, because lots of people love being like, trans women have an unfair advantage ban them and they like see the issue as really really black and white but as i hope we're going to showcase over this topic like it's a lot more complicated than you'd think so the reason why i decided to speak about this now is because i think it was how many days ago was it? it was like 10 days ago at this point uh when did i see this article that really fucked me off uh on the 7th of december so eight days ago um Leah Thomas is a trans swimmer from the University of Pennsylvania who has smashed all sorts of records in trans, uh, in transport, in women's sport. Uh, she is a trans athlete. She's competed at both men's level and the, and, and the women's level. And she beat like her nearest rival in one of her last races by 30 seconds. She is just an absolute queen. She's absolutely smashing it. And um, yeah, she, she's absolutely... Oh my God, sorry. Well, that's, that's in there now. Yeah, so Fox News were talking about her, as you could tell from that random fucking 30-second clip that just started playing. Um, and yeah, basically, you know, the Daily Mail, ugh, I can't believe I have to even talk about them on the show, but it's important to talk about them. Um, they, just, you know, deliberate, deliberate like, um, you know, like, misleading wording. They go, furious transgender U-pen swimmer who used to compete as a man smashes two US world records. And then, like, one of the, like, you know, like subheadings is um, some have voiced their anger at a swimming success, claiming it to be unfair, and many refuse to refer to her as a woman. Uh, nobody has said that. Basically, it's just fueling classic like anti-trans stuff. Um, Leah Thomas is a woman, and they are just fucking sick at sport. Deal with it, because like that's one of the main things about sport. Like everyone's like, oh, sports all about being fair. Sport is literally like about being unfair. Sport is there are people who are good at sport and people who are bad at sport. Like me, for example. I'm fucking obsessed with sport. I literally spend all my time watching sport, but I fucking suck ass at it. That's unfair, but that's how sport is. Some people are better than you at sport, some people are worse at sport, and no matter how hard we try to police it, it'll always be, like, unfair advantages. But she doesn't have an unfair advantage. She's just fucking sick at sport. Honestly, um, these people all come off as just, like, failed. Are all of these people also sports journalists? Because they're all kind of, like, it's not fair that a trans woman would beat me. That's all that comes off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the other thing to note is, like, they only care when trans women win. Like, this is is the point. Like, there's a number of, like, that I'm going to talk about later, a number of, like, former athletes have come out and been like, this is unfair, this is bad, because the person who beat me was a trans woman. 
but I'm sure if the person who was a trans woman and didn't beat you, you wouldn't be complaining. It is just because the way in which sport works, right? Like, sport is fucking insanely brutal. Think about it. Like, in the 100 meters, you, like, do literally anything you can to get, like, 0.2 seconds faster. And if you can find any way to give yourself an advantage, you do it. Even if that includes disqualifying someone who can legitimately compete in a sport because they have something that might be unfair. Like, it's absolutely insane. That's how fucking insanely toxic and beefy sport is. So it's like, you know, is Leah Thomas fucking cheating? No, she's just a fucking good athlete who was fucking sick and won tons of competitions even as a man. So she's just a fucking better swimmer than any other competitor. But they're trying to, you know, or some people are calling for to leave because it's unfair because she's just good at sport. It's such an annoying argument. And yet again, it's just more cases of people not minding their own business and popping off. I mean, okay, these are sports journalists. It is their business to actually get involved in these kinds of conversations. But they are not they're not contributing anything. They're just capping. Yeah, it's it's just like it's just like we've heard this fucking argument so many freaking times. And it's so annoying as well, because like banning, like there is lots of other stuff we could do, but banning them just seems like quite an extreme thing. But basically what I wanted to do with this section was like to go through all the classic bad faith arguments and like basically try to debunk them as best as I can. So I say most of the arguments come from bad faith. Like, you know, the basic assumption most people have who, who are against trans women in sport is we know for a fact that women are be- uh, that men are better than women at sport. Uh, and because they've experienced male puberty, etc. Therefore, every single trans woman will be better than every single cisgender woman at sport. And so they should be banned. But that's 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 not the case. It's also important to note in this conversation that like trans men are never really included in these discussions. If the assumption is that every single man is better than every single woman at sport, and every single person who's experienced male puberty will be better than anyone who's experienced female puberty at sport, then that means that trans men are directly at a disadvantage. But no one is talking about how trans men should, well, not be banned, but, you know, they should get more help because they're at a direct disadvantage. Because you don't care about fucking trans people in sport, you just care about, like, policing women's bodies. Because, obviously, you know, there is, like, intersectionality of privilege in this. Like, you know, uh, being both women and trans, they're going to face levels of discrimination. Um, I'm not saying, like, trans men don't have discrimination. And the fact that, like, their arguments, their problems uh, and difficulties aren't really considered in these debates are, is also something that's important. And again, because, like, we focus so much on specifically trans women, like, sometimes their experiences are, are like, like, invisible, so you don't know their problems. Like, both struggles are valid. Trans men and trans women in sport, completely fair. Uh, don't have unfair advantages. We should do all we can to, to support both groups and provide them both uh, in terms of sport. But, yeah. I would add more, but apparently my um, downstairs neighbours are having an absolute go on another, so I'm really scared of, like, um, joining in on the conversation and then having them scream. So, yeah, basically, they're not really trying to, like, solve any issues, are they? They're just trying to, like, basically just fight, go off. Like you said, they're not talking about if there were issues with um, trans men in sports, they would be talking about that. Uh, um, but they wouldn't. They're not talking about that because why would they? They are. They're just looking for issues and problems to just be like, mm, women are being attacked by scary trans men. That's yeah. all they can know how to do. Yeah, I mean, I didn't explain that very well. Basically, the point is, um, you know, trans men and their struggles are also valid, and we support them. But because most of the discussion or most of the framing of like banning trans people from sport is centered on trans women, we are going to be focusing mainly on trans women in this discussion. But Listen to trans men and their voices because they're just as valid. Um, yeah, the video that like inspired me to do this was a great video by Jessie Gender. I've shouted her out before. 
But yeah, she's absolutely uh, amazing. Uh, also, on that thing about, like, we know that all men are better than all women at sport, it's such a fucking annoying argument. Because, like, you know, it's basic biology that men are better than women at sport. It's like, that's not the case. Megan Rapino, who um, won the, the, the women's Ballon d'Or, it was last year anyway, and is still one of the best football players in the world, uh, was last year the best women's football player in the world, has said when she was growing up, she would always play on the men's team. And she was better than all of her male teammates. So it's, it's clearly not the case that all men are better than all women at sport because she's way better. But I understand the point is like, yeah, well, Lionel Messi, who's the best male footballer, would be better than her. And it's like, yeah, but you've got to understand why. Because, you know, as a history student, here's a little bit of historical context for you. There have been three things women have been allowed to do throughout history. Number one, have a baby. Number two, look after the household and said baby. Number three, shut the fuck up and listen to your husband. And historically, men have been allowed to do one thing, which is whatever the fuck they want. So, uh, of course, men are going to be better than women at sport because women haven't been fucking allowed to play like sport very much at all. There's still a huge stigma about it. And also, women haven't been like, women haven't been able to do like professional sport until very, very recently. Um, there's one great example of this. So, you know, football is the most popular sport in the world, especially men's football. It's absolutely insane levels of money into it. And the assumption has been like, well, men have always been better than women have at football and the popularity and standard of men's football has always been way, way, way higher than women's football. But that's actually not the case. In the year, I think it was in the, in the 1920s, the standard and popularity of women's football was actually higher than the men's game. And in 1920, I think over 50,000 people attended uh, one women's football game. And because it was becoming increasingly popular, the FA, which was like the football association, which is like a male-dominated institution, actually banned women from like forming domestic leagues for 50 years. Uh, it, it remained in place until July of 1971. The first Women's World Cup didn't happen until 1991. Um, so, yeah, it's like in that period of 50 years, men's sport became way, 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 way more popular as, as sport and football as a whole became way, way more popular. But women weren't allowed to play. So, of course, the standard has gotten way, way, way better. And, like, yeah, that's just absolutely crazy. And lots of people don't know this. Like, the reason why women's sport is lagging so far behind is because they were literally banned from fucking playing sport until 1970. Okay. Like, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot more effort to actually include women in other kinds of sports and for it to actually have that level of inclusion when they, have, they've got, they haven't had as much time to gain that level of popularity it's it's quite fucking simple and i still don't understand fucking men gatekeeping the silliest of things yeah i know it's so annoying like and yeah not, not just like have women been not able to like have, have as much access to sport historically but also there's always been way 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 more stigma around playing sport i as someone who was you know assigned male at birth never experienced any discrimination in fact was actually encouraged to play sport like being a sports that was pretty much what every six six-year-old boy wanted to be growing up or at least what well, most like six-year-old boys now you wanted to be growing up because it was cool it's like seen as like the height of masculinity to be this really big buff sports star but what about women in sport i remember this summer i was watching this is a true story i was watching the um like just just england women play india women in a in a like a t20 cricket game and my dad likes watching sports sometimes so he sat down and watched it with me and he said so how many of those players how many of those england players aren't lesbians the answer is most of them 
uh, 11 out of the 15 players in the squad are uh, cis straight women, and only four of them are lesbian, which is, okay, much higher percentage than in the men's game, but the point still stands. The stigma is, if you're a woman and you play sport, you're a lesbian. And so professional women playing on the sport, the vast majority of them are cis straight women, but the assumption is still, oh, they're all a bunch of lesbians. Like, that shows the, st the stigma that women today still face in sport. I do actually want to shout out two of them, not that they're probably listening, but uh, Catherine Brunt and Nat Siver, who are two of, like, England's best players, they're actually married, and that's really, really cute. So, iconic. I just want to see them fighting opposite teams now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's because they're always, they literally are always on the same team. Like, this brand new format called The 100, like, started this year. It's basically, like, 100 balls on each team. Um, and they were both on the same team together. And it was like, I mean, yeah, but when they've been, like, against each other, everyone always talks about it. But it is quite cute because I think um, in New Zealand, there's, I think it's, what's her name? Oh, she's a really good bowler. I can't remember her name. And Amy Satherwaite. Um, oh, I really should know the other, the other, um, right. Hang on. Amy Satherwaite. Why? Right, where is this? Right, Amy Satherwaite. Sorry, this is just on the spot. This is what it's like. This is, this is researching. I have tons of notes, but I forgot this. Um, where is it? Right. I can't find it. Um, anyway, point is, Amy Satherwaite is married to a uh, New Zealand fast bowler, and uh, she was a surrogate mum, and they have a kid together, which is very, very cute. So, yeah, shout out to our wonderful lesbians in sport. We here on the Andy Rage uh, podcast love lesbians. We do. We we love we love lesbians. We love gays. We love everyone. Um. So hell yeah. We hate turfs though. That was a little bit of a of a you know. I was gonna say transgression. I meant to say detour. Um. But point <laughs> is, sorry, that was a bit of a transgression. Sorry. What am I doing? Um. No. But yeah. The point is, is there's much more like stigma still facing women in sport, which is part of the reason why there's so much fucking stigma around like women joining sports so that's like one of the the classic bad arguments which just fucks me off about like men are better than women women at sport it's like yeah because you fucking force that to be the case um you also another thing that's really annoying is like the classic argument for banning trans women is always it's all about fairness and protecting women i really really care about fairness in sport uh but that's not really the case there was a really really great article um follow these two creators because they're two um trans creators and should always you know listen to more trans voices madison verner did a collab with Pink Manta Ray, uh, that's both their ads on Instagram, that summed it up really, really well, talking about like why banning trans women is problematic for all women as a whole. Because in order to ban trans women, particularly trans women under the age of 18, because we are also going to focus on like students, um, you know, you know, trans students, because as I said, the uh, Leah Thomas is, is a student um, athlete and swimmer. Uh, if, if you're trying to ban women, uh, trans women under the age of 18, you have to know who is trans. How do we do this? Well, one, you can, like, test them for testosterone levels or something, but if you're testing every single, like, state-level, like, athlete, that's going to be super fucking expensive, so you're not going to do that, which leaves you with two options. One is accusation-based testing, where you go, this person looks trans, we're going to test them, see if they're trans, which obviously leads to lots of racial profiling. Uh, it's also illegal to do accusation-based testing. And again, it's policing women's bodies. Oh, I think this woman is trans because she's too masculine. She's too strong. She's too fast. She's so good at sport, she could never possibly be a woman. Which is such an annoying, like, how, like, demeaning to women is that? It's basically saying, you are so good at sport that you physically have to be a man because women could not be that good at sport. Maybe 
Women are just fucking sick at sport, my guy. Maybe that's that, okay? You don't say, this man is so good at sport, he's literally a fucking god we should, like, stop worshipping. Actually, the, people do kind of worship male footballers. And anyway, the point still stands. Like, fucking women can be sick at sport. Accusation-based testing sucks ass. It's, it's also kind of weird because they'd have to, like, what, like, go into their pants? Oh, yeah, this, this, is, the, this is it. So either... You do profiling, which you can't do because I said it's, it's illegal. So the other way to do it is gender verification tests. And even worse in some states, gender investigation tests. So again, all you people saying it's all about fairness and equality. I care about protecting women and women in sport. If you want to protect all women in sport, then maybe don't ban trans women from sport. Because in order to test them, especially to test under 18 year old athletes, you have to do and a quick trigger warning for um, like distressing content towards minors but you'd have to do literal genital testing in some states where they literally pull down your trousers look at your genitals and decide if your vagina your penis looks enough like a vagina or a penis to meet their standards like that that is fucked up looking at a literal fucking minors cock and balls to see if they're like no that that's just not okay like on any are you okay are you guys okay with that because I say, let trans women compete, because I'm not fucking okay with that shit. That, that's so fucked up. That is insanely gross and insanely... It just goes into someone else's privacy when it's just unnecessary. Yeah, um, note, yeah no, notice how the only people what? supporting it are literally, like, fucking Republicans and Libertarians who are like, Yeah, I hate trans women, so I can look at, I can look at the minors' cock and balls, that's what I like. By the way, we should also lower the age of consent, because I'm a, I'm a Libertarian. Fuck yeah. I feel like there is levels of like what happens if that person turns out to be a bioworm or a bioman. Are you are you gonna like apologize for that shit? Are you gonna compensate them? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, it's their time. really, really. It, it, it's 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 really fucking. You're mad. wasting everyone's time. <laughs> um. Yeah. The other thing people say is they like people don't know fucking anything about HRT. Like I don't know anything about HRT. I'm not on HRT. But like. I fucking know more about HRT than all the people, or all the, like, cis people trying to ban women from sport. And it's like, they become experts as soon as a conversation of, like, trans women in sport comes up. But the reality is, like, people love going, like, oh, yeah, well, we know for a fact that, like, because of men's hormones, that means they're better than women at sport. That's actually not the case. In terms of the evidence that we have in regards to, like, hormones and HRT and stuff, we don't necessarily know how much of an effect, like, these have. So we do know, for example... Because uh, I, I do want to like try and make it as transparent as possible. I did spend a lot of time researching this. And again, um, check out Jessie Gender on YouTube. She did a great video on this. But we do know in terms of like hormones and physical changes that could give you an advantage in sport in, in regards to going through puberty. We do know that if you go through male puberty, you'll end up with thicker bone density, which can give you an, an advantage in boxing. Because if you have thicker bone density, it means you can punch people harder and you can also like take more punches because your, your, your bones are bigger or stronger. So that gives you a slight advantage. Okay, so does that mean that uh, tr trans trans women have an advantage in, in sport because they have a slight advantage in boxing? Well, that's actually not necessarily the case. Trans athletes are likely to be at a disadvantage in the 100 meters for the same reason. If you have thicker bone density, that means you're actually going to run slightly slower, like marginally, marginally slower, but still have an effect. And also, if you're on HRT, it can like slightly reduce like your because you're on hormones and stuff, it can slightly reduce, like, your oxygen and, like, your lung capacity, which is, like, going to cause you to slow down and also put you at disadvantage. So being trans in the 100 meters is actually a disadvantage. So 
what, what should we do then? How do we compensate 100 meter runners who we know through this fucking science and these fucking hormones and physical changes to the body you're banging on about, we know are put at a disadvantage about it. But again, uh, no one gives a shit. Also, several studies so far have shown that trans women who take hormones are likely to be able to compete without athletic advantage one year post-HRT, post-hormone replacement therapy. Um, I'm going to go to the specific video because there was, oops, sorry, a really, ah, she's talking. That's her lovely voice. Uh, there's, but no. there's no sound coming through. Sorry. Oh, there's no sound coming through. No worries. But anyway, I'm going to read, she, she um, had a really great section on this uh, uh, certain minute in the video, so I'm going to click onto the screen and chat about it. Have I just got, a, I've just got a fucking ad, dude. I fucking hate this. This is so, this is great. I, I love having ads. I love trying to do something nice and just getting slapped with adverts. YouTube, you suck. Uh, but at least you know I don't use ad blocker, so that's always fun. Um, just give me a quick second. I'm trying, this is what I get. This is the punishment I get for trying to do good research. I get banned. Anyway, right. Here is what it says. This, this is uh, from Sport and Transgender People, a systematic review of the literature relating to sports participation and competitive sports policies by Bethany Alice Jones, John Arcelis, uh, Walter Pierre Borman, uh, Emma Haycraft. So this is like an academic study. At the current time, this is a difficult issue to address considering there is a lack of direct and consistent uh, physiological performance related data with transgender people, which is preventing a consensus from being made as to whether transgender people, especially transgender female individuals, do or do not have an athletic advantage. It may be sensible to suggest that until now there are direct and consistent scientific data to suggest that trans competitors have an advantage. Transgender people should be allowed to compete in accordance with their gender identity with no re restrictions. Um, the athletic advantage transgender female individuals are perceived to have, based on indirect or ambiguous evidence, may be no greater than widely accepted physiological, aka large hands, or financial, aka training opportunities, advantages that some cisgender people possess in sport. So essentially, the perceived advantages that trans athletes may have in terms of, you know, hormones and stuff, actually may be no greater than just access to opportunity. Like, if you have shit tons of money and you don't have to, like, work a job or whatever, you can focus full-time on training, that's just as likely to give you an advantage in sport as being trans. Uh, sports organizations wanting to exclude a transgender person from competing in their experienced gender category would need to demonstrate that sport is gender-affected and that exclusion is necessary for fair and safe competition. Um, it also... Yeah, is that everything? Hang on. It might clip across to something else. Wait. No, that's it. But... That basically summarizes the point very, very well, which is, you might say this, but we actually do not know how much of an effect these fucking hormones have. Funnily enough, we haven't, we've, whilst it feels like we've had to talk about these issues for a long time, it's not really been that long, honestly, in the large scale of things. So, of course, we're not going to know everything about all of these things, about what HRT actually does when it comes to sports, and if those hormones in particular will have any effect but most of the evidence that has come out has said that it is inconsequential it is to such a level that it does not matter it would not affect yeah so um th th there's also other stuff i want to i want to chat about so you know lots of people love saying like oh well this is the problem because you know with, with trans with being transgender what it means for sport is if you're a male athlete and you're, 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 you're one of the best, but you're not quite good enough, what you're going to do is you're going to transition into being a woman and then you're going to be the best. And that's really, really unfair. But again, you don't understand how difficult it is to transition. There's a great TikTok by Jamie Dodger uh, on TikTok. Check, check him out. He makes some great content uh, that outloads the process. 
uh, he outlines the process of, of what it's like to transition uh, it, it, and to compete in the Olympics as a trans woman. Because James Guy, who was a British male swimmer, tweeted out saying like, Whoa, can I compete in this sport as a trans woman then? In regards to Laurel Hubbard, who was the first transgender athlete to compete at the Olympics, like being allowed to compete. And this is how hard the process is. Again, it's worth noting, this specifically is the UK. Right, so the UK is one of the easier countries in the world to transition. The vast majority of the countries, uh, you can't fucking transition, so you're screwed. But if you're in the UK, which still has a long way to go in terms of trans rights, uh, but it, it's still one of the easier places to transition, albeit still very, very bad for like ability to transition, this is what you have to do. You'd have to declare your legal gender identity and live as that gender identity for four years. You'd have to be on HRT for at least two years and have your testosterone levels way lower for at least one year for competing, before competing and then be constantly measured to ensure it's still at a low level by competing. So that process will take at least, it will take literally at least um, five years before you can start competing. So if I wanted to compete in the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, I would have had to start transitioning in 2015 as a minimum in the UK before you could start competing. And again, this is just the physical changes that happen to your body. Uh, we don't consider how HRT will affect you because it makes like mental changes. Lots of time you have mood swings or like, you know, put on weight, all this stuff. You go through so much stuff and also you're going to get fucking all sorts of discrimination slapped in your face because of it as well. And it's fucking, it, it absolutely sucks. Um, yeah, it, it's just so annoying when like cis people are like, oh, I can just transition and then bang, I'm a trans woman in sport and that's how it works. It's like, no. Even though it shouldn't be a conscientious issue, it is a conscientious issue, and there's so many things you have to do to be allowed to compete as a trans woman in sport, and, yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, yep. it's just a big issue, and it could really be very easily solved. I say this every fucking week, by people just minding their own fucking shit. Yeah, just mind your own business. I, yeah. And again. That's, that is the end point, as always, just... I've said this like for the past few weeks, the past few weeks, past two episodes. Sit the fuck down, shut the fuck up, and listen. That's all you need to do for like a few seconds, and you will understand the issues like a billion times better. I'm sorry, you just need to do that. You aren't listening, and that's why you're just running off to JK and fucking whoever else. Yeah, I know it. It literally fucking sucks, but yeah. Um, I've been talking about this for quite a while, but you know what? It's fine. I hope you're, you're learning stuff because I said this is a conscientious issue and I want to fucking disprove all among go and make sure people can just shut the fuck up forever. But yeah, the other thing, you know, in terms of arguments, um, you know, this like all, all these like restrictions and stuff that trans people currently face also directly faces cis women, right, as well. So Kasa Simania, she is an intersex cisgender woman who was banned uh, because she was found to have too high levels of testosterone. But it gets a lot more complicated than this. As of 2015, athletes could only compete, like, freshly in the Olympics if their testosterone levels were below 10 nanomoles per litre. And that means that cisgender women can have too high levels of testosterone and be banned. banned. So, Kasa Chimanya, she was um, a black intersex woman and therefore was facing a shit tons of fucking discrimination. Again, intersectionality of privilege is a real thing. Um, and they wrote laws... I think she, she won in like 2012 and she was one of the best athletes in the world. And so laws were specifically written to get like, or, or she claims laws were specifically written to get her banned. She didn't even realize she was intersex until she had to start going through all these regulations as of 2015 because of like the threat of trans women in sport. And then now she was not allowed to compete in the Tokyo 2020 Olympics because her testosterone was too high. 
She's an intersex woman, but again, she's also cisgender. A cisgender woman has been banned from competing because of these stupid-ass testosterone laws. Uh, so they don't just affect trans people. Every single athlete who, comp who participates, male, female, cis, trans, will have to go through these same tests, and if any of them fail them, they do not compete. Uh, now, that's fucking how it should... Now, it, it, we, we can get into a debate here about whether or not the, the testosterone levels are weird because why are cis women getting banned? But the point is this. You don't give a shit about women in sport because the policies you're producing are actively affecting and, like, ruining trans women... Uh, sorry, cis women in sport. You just want to please trans women and their bodies once again. Um, so it fucking sucks. We love policing women, apparently. <laughs> they, they do. They do. They absolutely loving it. And the, the last point I want to make, because I said I have been talking about this for quite a while. Um, like, whenever this discussion happens, people always cherry pick specific examples. They go, okay, Leah Thomas, she is one trans woman who's broken two records in, in, in recently, and that proves that trans women all have an unfair advantage and should all be banned. One trans woman doing well in one sport once does not mean all trans women have an unfair advantage and should be fucking banned. Uh, because, you know, there's been all sorts of different laws. And, you know, in terms of states, they've been introducing policy banning trans women from sport. And interestingly, uh, they've been asked to cite particular examples where, when, like, they had an unfair advantage. The ACLU has been asked to cite local advantages of trans women winning. But the ACLU has only been able to find um, two particular cases. And this was before Leah Thomas, so I'm assuming they'd also be able to cite Leah Thomas in this. They found two examples of local trans trans women winning and showing they have an unfair advantage in sport. The first one is uh, a very, very famous case, uh, which is um, between, hang on a second, between um, uh, two trans women called uh, uh, Yarwood and uh, Miller. Uh, basically, these were two trans women who won and beat um, an athlete called Chelsea Mitchell. Uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom, because of course the Alliance Defending Freedom, launched a lawsuit against Yarwood and Miller saying that uh, they, shouldn't, they should be banned from competing, and they also banned Mitchell a chance from a scholarship. Um, this fucking sucks, because, like, you know, these were the classic arguments, like, but, but Chelsea Mitchell, she worked really, really hard, and it's like, bitch, what the fuck do you think these trans women, do you think these trans women never competed in sport in their lives, and one day were like, yeah, I'll give this a go, and then beat Chelsea Mitchell, and then never practice, never do any training. No, these trans women have worked just as hard as the cis women, so to say Chelsea Mitchell deserves it because she worked hard, yeah, okay, it's annoying when you work hard and it doesn't come off, but that's fucking life for you, my guy. I work really hard all the time, and I spend most of my time sitting at home doing nothing, okay? That's fucking life. Uh, you aren't entitled to it as a cis woman. Uh, fucking... And the other thing that's really interesting about this case is, yeah, okay, the, these two trans women, like, did beat her in sport, fair enough, but later on, uh, Chelsea Mitchell also competed against them again and has beaten them. So these trans women can't literally be immortal, unstoppable gods with an unfair advantage because uh, this cis woman who complained about it uh, literally fucking beats them. They often like don't like talking about that or mentioning it because, well, that goes against their fucking agenda. But yeah, it's almost like trans women don't have a fucking unfair advantage. The other case, though, is even more funny to me. The other case they've mentioned is... Um, Mac Briggs. Max Briggs is, uh, you know, this. Uh, so they competed in a state wrestling, in the women's wrestling championship in Texas and won. But you know, here's the big Uno reverse card. Mac is a trans man. Mac said, "I'm a trans man. I want to compete in the men's wrestling competition as a man." But in Texas, they said, "Nope, you have to compete in the women's contest," and he won. 
the fucking policy of banning trans women from sport will literally lead to this shit fucking happening. The only two advantages that the ACLU were able to cite showing trans women have an advantage, one showed how the policy of banning trans women in sport literally will come back to bite them in the ass, and the other one was saying how trans women have an unfair advantage because they beat the cis woman who were then also beaten by the same said cis woman, which I think perfectly sums up just how fucking stupid this argument is. It really is. So, hold on. The cis woman in question is transphobic. She's made transphobic comments in the past about these particular people that beat her, right? Uh, I think so. I think she was like, well, she said stuff like, you know, they used to be a man, they should be competing in the men's or this. I don't know if she said like, explicitly, I don't know if she said like explicitly transphobic stuff, but yeah, she's like pretty transphobic and like not been like supportive okay. of them. Like keeps calling them like former men and all that, like biological males and all that stuff. Again, you could just say cis man, but no, you have to say it biological male. Like it sounds like the rage is showing through that they that she lost. She's a loser, basically. As, as, I mean, uh, let's just fucking call it for what it is. This is just cis athletes being fucking sore losers, okay? Being a sore this... loser is a bad trait. I used to be a sore okay. loser. My family told me to stop being a sore loser. And do you know what I've done? I've grown up. I'm not a sore loser anymore. I was a sore loser when this I was fucking sounds... 12 years old, okay? Stop being this, a sore loser. This... Get good. This Get over like... it. This sounds like a quote from a former president that I should use. Uh, they're a loser. They're a loser, you're a loser, shut the fuck up, loser. True. You lost, get over it. Yeah, in, the, that's true. in the famous words of Donald J. Trump, you're a loser. Yep, that, that's that's true. Um, yeah, but as I said, Leah Thomas is another classic example of cherry picking. One trans woman does well in one sport and go, look, this one trans athlete won. Clearly they're dominating the sport, ban them. So there are a number of famous cases that people like to point to. For example, uh, we can highlight one. Uh, Rachel McKinnon, who's a UCI track masters championship and won the gold medal in 2003-2004. She's since uh, competed in a different event and won two straight titles, uh, I think 2017 and 2018. Um, the sport, na namely the UCI uh, master track championships, was actually dominated by a cis woman who'd won 10 out of the who'd won 10 out of 12 times. Uh, many of these competitions were against Rachel. I'm not taking the piss when I say this. I spent 40 minutes fucking trying to research and find out who this woman who beat Rachel McKinnon was, and I couldn't fucking find it everywhere, because every fucking media corporation on the fucking planet just said, trans women won, this is unfair. Like, I literally was on page 14, 14 of Google. 14. How the fuck? Please, please, come on. Surely someone would have... Someone wins 10 out of 12 races in a row. Again, this is according to Jesse Gender. And you and on page 14 of Google, you don't fucking mention that because a trans woman winning one race is apparently that much of a shock. Jesus Christ. How fucking... How hard are you trying to... No one should have to go down to page 14 of Google to research anything. That should literally be a fucking war crime. A war crime. I feel like that's a little bit extra, but okay. I was pissed off. I spent 40... Fucking mints of my life trying to research it. But the I point can, is, you I know, can, you Rachel, Rachel McKinnon, she won, you know, and in, in the sport where she won a gold medal and everyone points about how she's a trans woman, how this is unfair, she was fucking destroyed in the sport. The sport was actually dominated by a cis woman who competed against her 12 times and won 10 gold medals. Um, she has won a different event and won two straight world titles, but it doesn't fucking matter. In a sport and in the races they were both competing in, a cis woman dominated in that sport. The reality of trans women in sport is a lot more like Laura Hubbard. She was the first trans woman to compete in the Olympics, she, in the weightlifting. Uh, while she won, I think, the Oceania like World Championships in 2019 or 2020, 
In Tokyo 2021, she finished last and didn't have a single successful lift. But no one talked about this. They just said, she's a trans woman. She shouldn't be allowed in the Olympics. It's like, yeah, uh, she doesn't have, like, fucking that friend as an advantage. In fact, her, her record lift that won her the Oceania, I believe won her the Oceania World Championships, is 329 kilograms. The world record is 425 kilograms. She is nowhere near the best in the world. Like, yeah. It is just, as always, sit down, shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> sit uh, down, shut the fuck up. New yeah, song. Exactly. Like, uh, out by me. Because like, people like, talk that's like a black and white issue, and people love talking about it and bringing it up, being like, I like sport, I know what I'm talking about. And then just fucking don't give any good arguments, like do any research for it. And Jessie Gender makes two brilliant points in her video that I think sum it up really, really well. One, we should prove trans women have an unfair advantage. I've spent the last literally 30 minutes of mine and your lives explaining to you why the whole situation is much more complicated than you think, why trans women don't necessarily have an unfair advantage in sport, um, but people should be able to prove it. I say this, let's just say for the next 20 years, trans men, trans women can compete in sport uh, as much as they want, and we will see how many you know, tr trans women do successful. If in, if in 20 years' time, 50% of all, of all the female champions uh, like at state level, national level, Olympic level are all trans women, then yeah, that... That's pretty conclusive evidence that they have an unfair advantage. But if, as the current evidence seems to suggest, trans women aren't disproportionately dominating in this sport, then that doesn't suggest they have an unfair advantage. But you can't ban them from competing and say they have an unfair advantage. Let them compete. Let them compete and see how they fucking do. I guarantee you they won't fucking do as well as I think they should. While I love trans women and trans people to be the best at fucking everything, sorry besties, we are perfect. Um... I'm gonna have to go against uh, Ray's statement here. Um, you're wrong. I'm the best at everything. I am pretty much God. Um, thanks for trying to like go against me, but um, I will consume all of my energy. Um, true. Uh, yeah. And also the point she makes is like, what is the point of sport? Is the point of sport to be completely and utterly balanced and fat? Oh, fuck no. The point of sport, as far as I'm concerned, is to watch people do fucking incredible achievements. One of my favourite sporting moments of the year, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this name, so I apologise if they're listening, but, um, Lasa Takshal Lasha Talak Hajde, I believe is how you pronounce it. I did that Google that very, very quickly, but it's probably not. Uh, he is a Georgian weightlifter. At the Olympics, he did, uh, he did three lifts and set three consecutive world records. He was fucking so insanely cracked, my guy. He literally won by like a hundred foot. This dude was like fucking busting their ass, trying to lift like 300 kg. My man just goes, hang on a second. Let me set the world record by 60 kilograms, like beat you by 60 kilograms and set the world record. Let me do it again. And let me do it a, a fucking again. Like what an absolute goat. Is that guy fucking insanely cracked at sport? Yeah, he is. Uh, should he be banned? No, because that motherfucker is just better than people at sport. You just have to accept that that motherfucker is better than people at sport. We shouldn't go, uh, Tukshaldi should lift with one hand because he's so much better at sport that, um, that makes it all perfectly fair. How boring would that be if it's just fucking everyone is equally good at sport? No one wants to see that shit. Like, that is what sport is all about. Uh, sport has never been about fairness. Sport has always been about amazing achievements. Let's have a look at swimming as well. Because, uh, yeah, okay, Leah Thomas is doing well at sport. But I guarantee you, I don't think she'll be as successful as Michael Phelps. Okay? This is Michael Phelps's history. Uh, between 2004 and 2016 at the Olympics, 
Michael Phelps got 28 medals out of the 32 events he competed in, with 23 of those being gold. 23 out of 32. That's almost 75% of all the events he competed in, he won. He won in pretty much every... He won. He was the best in the world at four different fucking strokes. Between 2000 and, uh, 2004 and 2008, he fucking picked up... Uh, yeah, between 2004 and 2008, he picked up 14 gold medals out of a possible 16. That guy is fucking cracked. He is the greatest Olympic athlete of all time. He's got more medals than anyone else, and I don't think it's even going to come fucking close. Should he be banned from sport? Uh, no, he shouldn't. He's just a fucking insanely good swimmer. Fuck yeah. That guy's cool. He shouldn't be banned. He's dominant in sport. Uh, Leah Thomas shouldn't be banned. Her achievement of beating like her other female competitors by 30 seconds should be called out for what it is, which is a great fucking achievement. Uh, and most people who fucking asking trans people to be banned don't know what the fuck they're on about and should shut the fuck up. So, yeah. Is, is, is that all? Are we just telling people to shut the fuck up? That's incredibly rude. I, I, I honestly tell us to shut the fuck up like five times an episode. It's honestly iconic. Um, but yeah, sorry about that. I feel like that was quite an impassioned one. But as I say, it's something I'm genuinely really, really, really passionate about. Um, and it's really annoying because people love talking about this issue that's really complicated and being like, it's simple. Biology. Also, the only thing I will mention is like, they never talk about like how like, 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 it's really, really difficult for trans people to get, like, HRT, blah, 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 all that stuff. And they talk about how, like, trans people have an unfair advantage. Lionel Messi, who is one of, if not the greatest football player of all time, is a cis man who's been on HRT since they were literally eight years old. HRT, I don't know the exact logistics of it, because I'm not on HRT and I'm not, you know, a fucking doctor. But, like, it's basically just, it, it, it's hormone replacement therapy. It's just doctors prescribing you hormones to take that will help with your gender dysphoria and they're like medically given out to help but they're also given medically to cis people for a number of different reasons if you're going through the menopause they give it to you or if you're like Lionel Messi and you have hormone deficiency they will give you HRT as a way to correct that since the age of eight his parents have been injecting him uh, with, with hormones to, to counteract his hormone uh, deficiency and in fact because his family was so poor and Barcelona knew he was a great football player they literally said we will pay for your HRT. Motherfucker, that's how easy it is for cis people to go on HRT. Fucking football clubs will literally pay for it. Now, should enough Messi be banned for being on HRT? Fucking no, of course he shouldn't. It hasn't given him an unfair advantage. It's given him the same fucking advantage every other athlete had in sport. So, um, if you're against fucking trans women in sport, you should also be against Lionel Messi, aka the greatest football player of all time, from being allowed to compete in the first place. So, there you go. I know someone who is a cis person who is on HRT. Um, and he, he just uses the testosterone cream, um, openly jokes about how easy it is for him to have access to it, but that is also because he comes from a place of privilege, but, um, it, like, openly joking about using testosterone cream to make anti, um, what's it, uh, the, um, anti-Christ symbol on his chest, because when he uses it, it promotes hair growth, because it's testosterone, so it's just, like, a lot, like, he'll have, like, a, <laughs> the anti-grace symbol on his chest and just be like, lol. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I just don't get how you can fucking kick off about like HRT and it's like, why is it so hard for literally trans people who need it just as much as cis people? Because again, why is it being prescribed towards trans people? It is like, 
for medical reasons to help trans people. How's that any different from fucking cis people having it? My guy, no different whatsoever. So, shut the fuck up. I said it again. I, I said that I told our listeners to shut the fuck up again. Sorry, besties. I'm not shut saying you. Up. I'm saying <laughs> us to shut the fuck up. If you're a tough, why are you listening? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Die? Question mark? I'm not telling them to die so I can't get in trouble. I'm saying die? Question mark. Oh, true. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, uh, so that was really, really big, really, really heated topic. We're going to talk about something completely different now that isn't, you know, political or big or deep in any way. We're going to talk about the Tory party and all their scandals they've got into because it's pretty crazy. So from one like fucking intensely political deep stuff to another. Let's go. Um, yeah, the Tory party. I'm sure you don't need to know this, but they've been involved in quite a lot of con- controversy. Their current controversy, that's like the 15th one of the fucking year, is about um, fucking having parties. Boris Johnson's been accused of going, like the Tories during lockdown have been accused of going to like eight or like nine different Christmas parties, basically. And uh, the Met Police still won't investigate it, even though there's been like photos of it coming out. And it's like, fucking, you literally were fucking like arresting women in Clapham Common for where it for like you know protesting sarah everard's death but you won't like investigate the fucking government literally allegedly breaking the rules that's kind of sus my guy why won't you do that again alleged information um yeah so here's a list of all the scandals that the troy party have been in in just this year um at the start of the year in january gavin williamson said that exams are gonna go ahead and then the same week He's, he, he, uh, no, so Gavin Williams says that exams are going ahead the same week that they decided to scrap exams in regards to COVID, which is like basically changing information by the fucking day. Uh, primary school children returned in one, for one day in January, and then they closed down again for a lockdown. Uh, Matt Hancock was found to have acted unlawfully over the handing out of COVID contracts because he was found to have like been handing one out to his friend and not like disclosing it as early as he should have done, which he should have done. Uh, the Tory party and Boris Johnson got criticised because he said, let the bodies pile high. This was like right at the start of the pandemic when he was basically talking about it. I think right at the start of the pandemic, like two days before Boris Johnson got sick, allegedly uh, Boris Johnson said that uh, COVID was just a more serious version of flu and was willing, allegedly, uh, he said this to one of his advisors, allegedly again, so I don't get sued, that he'd be happy to get injected with COVID live on air to prove it wasn't that serious and then almost fucking died two days later. Oh my God, that aged so poorly. He, honestly, it would have been cool if he just died. I'd have been cool with that. Been fine. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to go that far, but um, yeah, he was very, very ill. Um, you know, um, yeah, Boris Johnson refused to say who paid for the 200k Downing Street flat refurbishment and then was like, it was fine. It was perfectly legal and lawful and then has been proven to be uh, unlawful. They've also been proven to have prorogued Parliament this year, which again is illegal and unlawful and that somehow they're still like in power and no one's doing anything um they also blocked the removal of um tory mp rob roberts who was found guilty of sexual uh, sexual assault uh they were like you know all the other like house of commons and like were like we need to block this guy he's a fucking sexual predator and the toys were like what if we what what, what, if, what if we didn't do that um what if we you know what if we just you know let sexual harassment and sexual crimes just slip by you know it's fine yeah. Assholes protect assholes. Shitlords protect shitlords. Rapists, murderers, all of that shit protect one another. They are all, they are all just evil. I'm sorry. 
anyone yeah. involved in politics with the Tories at this moment is pretty much in my mind. Yeah, I mean that that yeah true. Um, and, uh, another scandal because we're still fucking going. This just shows this again. This is all just this year. This is not even how the Tories mis fucking managed like the pandemic last year and all that stuff. Uh, the MP and Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab, who's one of the favourites to become new Prime Minister uh, if um, Boris Johnson resigns, by the way, uh, were holidaying during the botched Afghanistan withdrawal. Apparently, I think the US, um, no, the, the British diplomat in Afghanistan phoned Dominic Raab and asked him if he could answer his phone, like, while on a sun lounger on holiday, during, like, the British troops pulling out of Kabul, and Dominic Raab said, no, I'm on holiday. I mean... I get, like, being on holiday. Yeah, if I'm on holiday, I don't want to do any work-related shit, but it's like, motherfucker, this is literally, like, a global fucking crisis. What the fuck do you mean you can't answer one fucking phone call? Jesus Christ. Um, they also... You don't get to have the luxury of being like, oh, no, sorry, I'm not... I'm not... I'm not a... It's like, this person's, like, read one too many of, like, the um, people on, um, like, Reddit, like, with bad boss or slash bad bosses or whatever and he's just been like you know no. what i'm gonna stand up for myself it's like no shut the fuck up D- D- dominic you know, dominic rob was on um uh, <laughs> was on am i the asshole reddit am i the asshole for refusing to take a phone call when the british troops were dying in kabul my I, I think i shouldn't have answered the phone call everyone's like yes dominic rob you're a fucking asshole um there was also the fuel shortages which happened over brexit but if you ask any brexiteer they say what isn't connected to brexit is actually connected to covid um no bestie i don't think that's the case um, all the empty shelves, again, because of Brexit, don't get it twisted. Um, they also took £20 a, a per week away from the poorest families in Britain and were like, you don't need that much money. And then, like, when all the, t- when, and then later on in the year, when we found out that tons of Tory MPs have, like, multiple jobs and because they complain that their £82,000 a week salary is not enough. And it's like, so you literally said taking £20 away from the poorest people in the country is like, fine, they should find a way to manage. But you yourself admitted you can't survive on £82,000 a year? Um, that's a bit sus. Capitalism and its wild and funky ride. We're just living it out. We're just loving it. If, yep, if politicians are having to take two jobs, you know that, that that's a level of like bad. Yeah, like, it's there's great. something wrong. It's great. And then there's all the yeah Downing Street Christmas parties that went on that uh, happened just as a quick disclaimer so i don't get sued if they didn't happen okay cool but there's still been a shit tons of other scandals and i believe if there is sufficient evidence or sufficient proof circulating online the police should get involved in my personal opinion to investigate if something did or did not happen um and number two i also think that uh if it is proven that boris johnson did do this uh, if he has any principles he should fucking resign. You can't be like, no one go out, no one party, no one celebrate, but also knowingly make plans. Like, they literally allegedly had a WhatsApp group where they were planning their secret Santa. There is no way that was just a spontaneous bash. You planned it, like, for two weeks during lockdown. Okay, motherfucker? I I can't wait for his, like, Iron Maiden moment where, like, he, like, leave, has to leave the Downing Street and has, like, a crying moment, like, what's her name, man? What's her fucking name? I said her name, that I'm lady. What's her? Uh, fuck, 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 fuck. Allegra Stratton. No. Oh, I thought you were talking about the woman who just resigned and cried. No, I'm talking about the one that, like... Oh, I can't remember. Close the minds. Hated the gays. Oh, Thatcher. Oh, yeah. Love her. What queen? No, I'm just... I, I can't wait Thatcher. for 
I saw a great TikTok yesterday where it was like, it was just like Margaret Thatcher being like, things I could talk about forever. It was like, how miners are inferior, how I hate the North, how I died. It was like, <laughs> honestly, that's such a good TikTok. It was fucking hilarious. Oh. But anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, just, there's so many bootlickers around being like, guys, stop being mean to equal, but the, the, the Tories are, they're, they're twying their best. Bitch, how? Honestly, answer me this question. Yeah, you might think Tories are doing their best, but all I say in response is, how does, how does that boot taste? How, you've licked it quite a lot. How, how does it taste? How does that boot taste? Please let me know. I want to know how the boot licking tastes. The flavors are melting on my tongue. It's like, bestie, what the fuck do you mean they're trying their best, okay? Let's just compare the UK to fucking Japan because they both have, like, similar terms of population size. The UK deaths per 100,000, and this was in, like, I think, like, May, or this was earlier on in the year. This was not even, like, as of most recently. The UK has 38.6 thousand deaths per 100k of the population. Japan has 0.8. So, so what, 600 deaths per year versus uh, 800 versus 38.6k. Uh, yeah, that's not really great, my guy. I'm not going to lie to you. Also, uh, you know, Tory government have sucked in a number of ways. Again, in my personal opinion, because I can't believe I have to say that. But um, they always fucking you can't, fuck you up. Can't say that just... Fine. <laughs> it, yeah, but it, just the timing of lockdown. They just keep fucking it up. The fact that where we live, which had like way less COVID cases anyway, went into lockdown before the UK and for longer than the UK shows how much they fucked it up. And once again, where we've been has been doing a lot better from COVID. It's almost like if you fucking lock down for a long period of time and don't slowly introduce restrictions when you fully intend on doing a lockdown and then say, we're not going to do a lockdown, guys, trust me, uh, then it works way more effectively. Just, just putting it out there. They've done, like, motherfucker, what you should have done is done a fucking lockdown for, like, from, like, fucking September till, like, November, and then we would have been fine over Christmas. Not go, actually, guys, we want you to have Christmas, so we're not going to lock down. Just kidding, guys. We actually are going to lock down over Christmas. We're now done. Just kidding, guys. We're actually going to lock down again on the 5th of January. Just lock down for fucking longer. Don't come out of lockdown until there's, like, three cases circulating. Don't come out when there's still, like, 4,000 cases a day fucking circulating, my guy. I'm fucking 20 years old, don't know anything about politics. How the fuck do I understand how to lock down a country better than you do, my guy? Please. It's also really bad as well because, like, they they're announcing the plans for lockdowns a month, what a month beforehand. Like, Basically. oh yeah, in a month in the future we're gonna be going into lockdown from the fifth to like whenever. Like, I guess it's like, do it now. Honestly, do it now. Yeah, do it now. Why? 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 <laughs> why? Are you just not like not even just because it's like mm, my birthday is like in January and all mean that I'm like, oh, fuck up my birthday plans and it's my 21st and all that. But like still, like, why are you not planning ahead such a level where we will have... Why has it not been done yet? How many lockdowns has there been this year? Uh, it's been, I think it's been three this year. I think there's four in total. I think we're coming on for lockdown five. <laughs> Let's go. Lockdown five. What, Red, Can here's my see? prediction. Okay, Red, here's, here's a good question. Are there going to be more parts of JoJo, or are there going to be more UK lockdowns this year? <laughs> okay. There's okay. eight JoJo parts. This? We have to get through five lockdowns this year. Come on, okay. I believe. I, I, I feel like there is going to be, by the end of this, UK is going to have reached nine lockdowns before the first 
uh, issue of the ninth part of JoJo comes out. Honestly, we, we, know should, know probably, we should do a fucking watch at this point. See, like, which comes out, what comes out, what comes first? UK Lockdown 9 or fucking JoJo Part 9? Please, please, <laughs> animate it quickly, Akari, please. Araki, please. Araki, Araki we need you. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, obviously. I remember his first name. There was that famous video uh, that came out of Allegra Stratton, the former editor of the news site, who was like, I was at the party. Uh, because basically the video was like her basically being filmed, like finding out the best way to answer questions if the alleged party got leaked to the press, which it did. Um, and yeah, she basically took the fall and resigned because of footage of her laughing as people dying. But uh, Bojo should have taken the allegations more seriously. He's like, we are looking into this and taking it incredibly seriously. I don't know of any party. I'm sure everyone followed the rules. Motherfucker, this is a party that was alleged to happen at your house. I mean... Either you had the most mental party of your entire life that was so fucking insane, you got so drunk, you don't even remember a party happening, which is like, oh my god, I want to go, uh, but, or you're just a fucking liar, which I think, in my opinion, you're the second one, you daft bastard. I... Politicians are fucking retarded, man. Yeah, I hate politicians. They honestly suck ass. Um, yeah, but, you know, this whole stuff is like the big scandal happening at the moment. But let's talk about the real fucking scandal. Uh, yesterday, the UK announced from Monday we'll be like having COVID passes everywhere. And everyone's like, this is the darkest day in the UK's history. We're turning into Nazi Germany. Firstly, like equating COVID passes and like choosing to not be vaccinated to literally like the worst instances of anti-Semitism and like just the Nazi party is like absolutely disgusting. Don't ever, ever do that. But if we are going to talk about how the Tory party is becoming increasingly fucking far right, anti fucking, but, but, like how the Tory party is literally becoming incredibly fucking close to fascism because they're trying to literally introduce an ethno state into this country, uh, then let's fucking talk about it, okay? Because, um, like I think it was last week, the police crime and sentencing bill that was passed, and this is fucking, if anything, is like fucking fascist Germany in 1933, then it is going to be the police crime and sentencing bill that literally bans protesting. My guy, uh, the bill criminalizes locking on. Locking on, for those of you who don't know, is like an essentially and a very, very important part of like a protest. Uh, you can be criminalized for up to 51 weeks, so almost a year in jail for locking on. Attending a noisy protest can get you up to 10 years in jail. What does noisy protest mean? If I go outside and shout about how much I hate, I don't know, the scaffolding on my house, and they think that's a noisy protest, can I get up to 10 years in jail? The wording is so ambiguous. Um, it can also blacklist people from attending any protest, punishable by up to 51 weeks in, in, in jail, for, if you get on the protest blacklist. And here's the biggest one. Posting online about attending a protest can get you on the protest blacklist. I think lots of these policies have been brought in directly as a result of BLM. There was lots of like conversations as lots more people were rightfully like taking a stand against racism and like going to protests, posting about like BLM infographics and all that stuff, like basically trying to help out the BIPOC community that we should. And if you just post about it, like I'm going to a Black Lives Matter protest today, you can get blacklisted and potentially face up to 51 years in prison. And the worst part is, how the fuck do we protest this bill? We literally go to jail if we protest it, my guy. Um, also, if you res this is another bad one. If you resist stop and searches, you can get up to 51 weeks. Uh, this is especially bad because 
as I said, this bill targets everyone, but especially like the BIPOC community. Uh, the BIPOC community are 14 times more likely to be stopped and searched than like white people. And if you refuse to get stopped and searched, you can get 51 weeks in jail. That means this crime sentencing bill is going to directly fucking focus um, BIPOC people in this country, which is fucking awful. So are they also getting in trouble for going on Twitter and actually talking about going to the protests? If it, it says posting online about going to a protest, so I think I think technically, yeah, that could happen. So I think if you just post anywhere, like going to this protest, I think if it's like if you like post about a protest being like the protest is on this place here, please go. Then you'll. But if you're, I don't know if it's like I'm going to a protest. I don't. I don't know if it means that. But even so, honestly, probably at this point because the wording is so ambiguous and they're literal fucking fascists that they probably will. This... Why do I feel like the UK and the US governments are literally just fascists at this point? This is the thing. Like, like everyone, really everyone, always says, like everyone always says, like, oh, the Second World War, like, this generation's so soft. My generation, like, won World War Two. Your generation's like a bunch of pussies. It's like, motherfucker, you're literally sitting by as fascism that you allegedly defeated in 1945 is happening again. Like, you are stupid if you think a political ideology will not happen again. Like, if history teaches you anything, it's history always repeats itself. Uh, these are... Okay? Even if the government isn't fascist at the moment, these are, by definition, fascist policies. Because um, I Google the definition of fascism. Let me just Google it again, just so I uh, cover my ass and make sure I can get the right definition of fascism. Where is it? Fascism is uh, a form of far-right authoritarian ultra-nationalism characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, like protests, and strong regimentation of society and the economy. Um, um there's also like the desire to have like an ethno state as well um so like basically only this one nation only this one set of people and do you know what else is like a fascist policy and based on an ethno state oh the nationality and borders bill which passed exactly one week ago this gives the home secretary the power to strip a person of their citizenship without telling them um border stuff Remind me, isn't Pretty Patel the Home Secretary? Yeah, Pretty Patel is the Home Secretary. Also, how scummy is this? Ah, okay, Sajid Javid um, was talking about the um, Nationality and Borders Bill today and literally said he would be happy to get his dad deported because according to the Nationality and Borders Bill, his dad would be seen as low-skilled and not meet the qualifications to like stay in the country. And he literally said, yeah, I'd be happy to, he's low-skilled. Imagine saying you'd be happy for your fucking parents to get deported because they're low-skilled. Like, I'm happy my immigrant parents aren't in this country, they're low-skilled. What the fuck is wrong with you, my guy? That's fucking... In, that's, that, do, like, do you have no... What the fuck? I can't get my head around that. That is literally insane. Like, he straight up said that. That's a... He fucking said it that today. It is a strange... Insanity where it's just like... Yeah, sure, I have to triple down on this, I guess. Oh... My parents aren't high skilled, so they have to go away. Blah blah blah. This is it's. This is some strong Sagittarius man imagery. Honestly, I didn't even, I didn't even know if he's Sagittarius, but yeah, it kind of sucks. Um, also, the worst bit is National Anti Borders Bill is basically over like the increased migrant crossings. Um, the home sec. This, um, so yeah, border stuff will be granted. I I think that means I think granted means like not punished. If like people crossing, if migrants crossing the border die during operations, but they, uh, but border staff will be criminalized if they try to rescue them. What the fuck is that? Um, 
Also, the Rest nationality of orders bill affects roughly okay. two out of five BIPOC people in the UK. Like, Jesus Christ, that is literally trying to fucking implement an ethno state right. in this country, right. in my opinion, allegedly. Right. right, hold on a second. By say, the, does that mean, oh, they're in, like, physical trouble? They're, if like, they engage in a refugee mission of migrants, the border staff under this bill will be criminalized. So if you go, I'm going to attempt to save these drowning migrants, you'll be criminalized. What the fuck? I do, like, it sounds insane. I googled that to make sure. That is, that, that's what happens. Allegedly, in my opinion, so I don't get sued. But, yeah, that's fucking Jesus Christ. That's so bad. That is, I, I have no words. I have no words. I have no words. It's literally bad. Imagine getting criminalized for fucking saving a two-year-old kid from drowning, that guy. Jesus Christ. You're a dangerous criminal. You saved a child from drowning. Uh, there was this a great, is... there was a great clip from the mass report where it was like, um, Pretty Patel was like, to 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 criminals, I say this: we're coming for you. And then Nish Kumar just goes, for what? Advice? <laughs> it's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, honestly, probably, yeah. Um, oh my lord. <laughs> yeah, it's uh great. I also just love pointing this out all the time because I saw a great point from tara monke who was talking about this a checker out on youtube she's really funny uh but she says like conservatives get more angry at accusations of of bad stuff than actual bad stuff white people being racist i sleep calling a white person racist grr bog 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 no 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 you can't how dare you call me a racist you're being racist by calling me racist grr it's like bro um no <laughs> no <laughs> no being racist and then getting called out as a racist does not make the person that calls you out as a racist racist. Yes. This is like, why? Why does it need to be seventeen different layers of fucking inception? It it, it doesn't. You're just a racist. Shut up. Um. Yeah. So that's good. Although I will say I do support the whole vaccinating all the adult population as soon as possible. That is good. But I think you could have announced it a little bit earlier like the gps came home from work that day and found out at 8 p.m with the rest of the country that in four hours time they'd be vaccinating over a million people for 18 days i'm not an anti-vaxxer i'm not fucking stupid get your jabs uh, we're not living in, in in fucking nazi germany for uh unvaccinated people not getting any rights as they fucking should in my opinion um we are living in fucking nazi germany by these fucking insane nationality and borders bill and police and crime sentencing bill uh call out that shit not that also, uh, the Tories are currently trying to act out of certain aspects of the human court of human rights to speed up deporting migrants, and also if they opt out of certain aspects of the European Court of Human Rights, this will directly affect trans people. So, uh, if you still support the Tory party that are literally trying to opt out of some parts of the human rights agreement, I don't know what to say to you, my guy. Honestly, people will call people like us degenerates and just bad people. Trans people are a danger. Trans people are disgusting. Motherfucker, you're trying to leave the Declaration of Human Rights because you don't want to say trans people can be trans. Jesus Christ. Who is the worst person? Me being like, I feel funny. I want to not feel funny. Please call me Ray and let me be non-binary. And you're like, I'm actually going to leave the Declaration of Human Rights specifically so I don't have to do that. Motherfucker. What? Imagine not being on board with every part of the, like, fucking European Court of Human Rights. Imagine being like, I don't think all of these human rights should be human rights. The fuck is wrong with you? I mean, they obviously don't. They're cutting, what, 20 pounds off from the people that need it most in, like, 
the UK. They want like children to die. I feel like that's all you need to really say. Next time Pretty Patel is like in public, just be like, so you'll you'll, you'll find the children dying. And anytime she tries to revive, it's like, no, 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 you're you're okay with children dying. That's what you want. You want children to die. That's your whole thing, right? That's your whole like, that's your bills, right? You 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 really like it when children die. Um, it's very sexually gratifying for you. Um, that's your entire thing, right? That's that's all. At this point, all you can do is just shit on them because they're not they're not listening. So you just need yeah, to I mean, like the whole like left being nice was never a thing anyway. But it's also like. At this point, after all the shit that's going on, I'm just going to be like, I don't have the fucking time and energy to fucking debate you. I'm not debating anyone on fucking human rights. Just be pro every fucking form of human rights. If not, I'm just going to shit on you. Um, so basically, not quick summary. Uh, the Tories are fucking fascist, in my opinion, and uh, they're bad. So there you go. Now, after what's been quite a long and, and fucking heavily polit- politically invested segment, we're going to talk about some nice miscellaneous related stuff uh we've got i swear to god if you're not being nice this time i'm gonna be really angry with you i'll I'll try my best unfortunately before we get to that stuff we are gonna be talking about uh jk because she's been trending or she was trending for three days because of one tweet which is literally this in my opinion is literally no big fucking deal okay literally all it is is scotland have said they are allowing um like um basically people to self-id as trans uh trans women to use to, to go into women's prison uh, women's prison and she's like losing her mind she like tweeted out saying like the male penis individual like who raped you was actually a woman and it's like this is gonna affect like i assume hardly any criminals um like at all are gonna use this it's like not even a big deal and yet everyone's fucking going mental about it it's like what the fuck it's literally a tiny deal but fortunately and then he's why i want to bring this up because fuck jk i don't want to talk about it anymore is because fortunately so many people on twitter Usually it's like very, very positive responses, like I stand with JK Rowling was trending. But now a lot of it was just like people being like, oh my God, is this all you fucking talk about? All you literally talk about is just fucking niche trans issues. Please, please shut the fuck up. Which was nice to see because like TERFs are trending all the time and they all suck. So. I. It's just more levels of her being a shitlord and I'm just I just don't want it. I just don't want it near me. I just want her to just go away. I just want what that happened in the H bomber, um the mermaid's live stream to happen. I just want her to just get found no snaps. I just want her gone. I just don't want to have to think about her anymore. I just want nothing to do with her shit in Yeah, true. My life. Um the only thing I will say is it was confirmed on Twitter today, or at least earlier on, by like doing the does JK follow this person thing that she follows someone who um wants uh maps to be a part of the lgbtq plus community but not trans people uh okay bestie that makes perfect sense with your views so uh yeah moving on to actually nice stuff i saw west side story on sunday we're not going to talk about the main man who is involved in it because he's a trash human being but we are going to talk about something much better which was uh a good piece of trans representation they do exist in media literally fucking one of the few times ever i've actually seen fucking good trans rep the other good trans rep was in the matrix which was literally written by trans people so uh yeah anybody's who was also played by a non-binary actor uh, was a part of the original in the original she's basically just a cis tomboy like character who wants to join the jets but like because she's not a she's not a man she can't join the jets and so in this one they just changed her, her, her um character into a trans man basically and yeah it was just super cute and it was good trans rep, as I always say. 
So that was cute. I mean, I started watching a show that was cool, and then fucking um. I fucking started watching Full Metal Alchemist the other day, and then, like, boom, transphobia. And that's, like, what a surprise. I'm in 2012 transphobia. But, yeah, it was just very, very cute to see good trans representation. So I thought I should talk about it. Go check out West Side Story. It's a very, very good uh, musical. But, yeah, the final section that we're going to chat about today, because we have been recording for fucking ages, and Red has shit to do because they have a life, um, is going to be some yeah. Destiny drama. I know nothing about Destiny and yes. drama. Red knows more than I do, so go speak. Oh. Finally, I get to include Destiny as a topic in this. Ah, okay. Great, basically. Well, not great. Uh, a person that came out um, um, on Twitter called uh, Casapia, uh, a Destiny uh, content creator and a streamer, I believe. Um, yeah. Uh, relatively small time, I guess you could say. Uh, only like a, about 1.4k followers on, on Twitter. Basically came out with accusations about a larger um, YouTuber slash streamer called Blame Hush. And Hush has been accused of basically rampant um, transphobia, um, anti-non-binary statements, generally just being a bad person. Um, initially, uh, Cass did this through a very, very slight, just like not not directly mentioning who it was, basically being like this person who um, was very friendly with a person that also has had issues in the past with um uh, within the wrestling community um but basically all of these uh comments started coming out about how tom or uh, hush was basically just a really gross person and how uh his clan which is called pinnacle was really, really gross um right around this time uh tom had posted a new youtube video uh, talking about the latest event and immediately he shut off all views of his um, subscription so people couldn't see that he was bleeding subscribers because everyone started finding out that, oh wait, he is kind of a bad person. Um, just, just, just for like, posterity's sake, um, Cass managed to post out a large Google Doc where it is, there is, she, she, she's meant, they've meant, sorry, they've managed, um, whoops, uh, to Put all of these like things into a Google Doc, whether it be screenshots and like screen grabs and stuff, and um, some areas where they provide further context. Um, let's see, right here. Okay, in the section that has racism accusations, um, the top one is basically uh, Hush saying, "Wow, you guys have to go back all the way to 2013 to find video uh, like moments of me saying the N word or whatever. That's really like that. that like y'all are just bad." Um, <clears throat> 2015, back when music was vibrant and happy, as compared to now everything is N-word this, N-word that, that pose cash money swagger filth. Um, a picture of him in a messenger group chat uh, from, they basically just took a picture from the official Spongebob Twitter. F is for friends who don't do stuff together, U is for you and me, N is for, and then an edited picture with the Spongebob text saying the N-word. Uh, we're at N-word falls right now. I'm not N-word, you are N-word. Um, straight up, uh, right after that, the transphobia and homophobia statements. Motherfucker uh, literally has the fucking, like, they fucking have the infinity stones of every single piece of racism ever. What the fuck? Yeah, literally, 
racism accusations, transphobia, homophobia, involvement in other people's relationships, bad mouthing G1, which is another. Hear me out. If you have to like respond to like fucking, if you get allegations of racism, transphobia, fucking just being a generally horrible person, even if you didn't do any of that shit, my guy, like fucking hell. Like, to have that much shit for yeah. you, you're probably just a bad person, even if you're not racist and or transphobic. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, trans is fine, but that non-binary shit is stupid and makes no fucking sense. How do you not identify as anything? I I agree. What purpose does that serve? Fucking idiots. Yeah, you know what? I, agree, I hate non-binary I agree. People. I don't identify as anything because I'm stupid. It doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. I'm yeah. just mentally ill. Um, That's it. Straight up, just... These, these are probably the ones that he's mentioning where he's... Um, Oh, you guys have to go back so far to find the use of being using inappropriate terms. These, um, most of these are from 2013, but just rampant use of the word faggot, um, mass involvement in other people's relationships, including classes where uh, he's getting overly involved in things that don't involve him, badmouthing another um, Destiny group. Um, I can't remember if that was specifically for just like. Him being pissy because he lost a world's first, which is basically they have to like try and beat uh, other groups to try and like win a competition, and you get you all get the raid exotic, and you also get a um like a WWE style wrestling belt to basically be like oh we won we have the we have the belt, um but basically mass manipulation, mass toxicity, gaslighting, all of that lovely lovely stuff, and what 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 does Tom come out do? Uh, he comes out with an apology. Um, and I'm just, there is what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven paragraphs, only one of these paragraphs is a direct apology, and only a direct apology to generally the non-binary community for the specific example where he says, uh, how do you identify as, uh, nothing that's fucking stupid, basically. Pe pe people doing um, an apology make it good challenge impossible, because I've never seen a fucking good apology. Like, just be like, yeah, I fucked up. Sorry, don't support me anymore. If people are just like, I'm actually still a good person and fuck you. It's like, no one can do a good apology, my guy. Jesus Christ. Okay. They're always bad. But this, I, I just, I just want from this, I've, I've read the entire thing out to Ray earlier. But I just want to read out this part right at the beginning. The LBGTQIA plus community advocates for change more than anyone else. Pause. But. Yes, that's I'm what sorry. happened. That happened. That's how you know. <laughs> Guys, I'm it's not, just, I'm not a non-binary non-binary phobic. I just, but I just don't think they make any sense. So, you know, um, it's it's just insane levels of dodging and insanity, and just can't deal with it anymore. I can't deal with it. Maybe that's um, how he got his movement so good in Destiny. He just practiced it IRL by avoiding the questions of accusations. <laughs> Let me just avoid these um, accusations of rampant uh, transphobia. Um, also, just being completely fine with um, someone just not wanting particular topics. Uh, Cass, Cass banned particular topics in their chat uh, on Twitch, uh, which is perfectly fine. Um, people got banned, then people started being um, transphobic towards uh, Cass being binary. All of these things just building up and up and up and up and up. And um, when Cass basically brought it up to Hush, I was just like, eh, it doesn't really matter, does it? It's just a thing. Just effectively um, equivalenting general trolling with transphobia um, against Cass, which was great. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the issue. 
Uh, he's leaving the YouTube community because whilst he does have his supporters, which is a gross amount, like, um, don't quit, man, are you going to waste all these years? Wish you nothing but the best. Um, and then someone being like, this reads like a corporate PR statement because it fucking does. Um, they all have I wish you the best PR of luck. My man's been fucking drafting this for like eight years. Um, I look forward to the day you realize you can do whatever the fuck you want. Um, and then somebody starting to, uh, that there is a famous uh, enemy within Destiny called Oryx the Taken King. Um, and it is a well, uh, a well established thing within the lore that Orcs, uh, sorry, Oryx is trans. Oryx used to be Alryx and then, um, after meeting the darkness, um, changed gender and became Oryx, what? the Taken what? King. What king? What a king, literally a king, the Taken King. Um, um, iconic, iconic, iconic. But people just posting the Oryx says trans rights in uh, Hush's um, comment section after posting that little apology um, picture on Twitter with it all blacked out in the background and it being white text. It's boring. I hate him. Go away. Nobody wants you. You're the most boring Destiny content creator. You're transphobic and you're racist and all of this other stuff. Go away, shoot. I don't know much about Destiny, but they sound pretty poo-poo, so bye. That's my hot take. Um, yeah, we've been recording for 80 minutes now, which is quite a long time. But, you know, we've covered lots of big, beefy topics with great nuance. And there's definitely no possible criticisms you could give us at all. It's basically been the perfect episode because we're literal gods. But I hope you've enjoyed. As always, I've been Ray. I've been joined by the wonderful Red. And we will see you all whenever we record next. It'll be sometime between Christmas and New Year. Have a lovely Christmas, besties, and I'll... Nexty bitches! Bye, besties. Love Ciao! You. Mwah, 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 mwah. Fuck off! Why are you still here? Go away!